fans to episode number 197 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off of your first order. Today, I thought we could take a look at some of the Rangers prospects who are playing overseas uh, while the Rangers obviously are not playing hockey, having been eliminated in the qualifying round by the Carolina Hurricanes. The Rangers have quite a few of their prospects playing for various teams in the SHL and the KHL, taking advantage of the opportunity to play some more hockey. Uh, We recently did an episode where we mentioned Leas Anderson and Vitaly Kravtsov at the top of the episode. That was the crossover episode that we did with Gavin Shaw of Locked On New York Knicks, and that was a ton of fun. I definitely recommend going back and giving those two episodes a listen if you have not yet done so, especially if you also happen to be a Knicks fan on top of being a Ranger fan. But yeah, the Rangers, several players competing overseas as we speak, and today I thought it would be a lot of fun to basically just go through the list, get ourselves caught up on how these prospects are faring in leagues like the KHL, the SHL, so on and so forth. I really have to give a ton of credit to the New York Rangers Stats and Info Twitter page they do a phenomenal job keeping everyone updated on these players. So yeah, we're going to get into it here, talk a little bit about these players and their progress, the progress that they're making overseas. And we'll also just talk about each player a little bit along the way and how they might figure into the Rangers plans in 2020, 2021 and beyond. And we are going to start with Mr. Leas Anderson. And Anderson, as we briefly discussed, again, at the top of that episode where we did the crossover with Locked On Knicks, he recently had a five-point performance in a preseason game that happened on Saturday. He helped HV71 of the SHL defeat Lincopping 7-2. Anderson scored back-to-back power play goals in the second period, boosting his team's lead from 2-1 to to 4-1 to at that point. And you know, for someone who, in Leah Anderson's case, has only scored three goals and notched six assists in 66 career NHL games, there certainly is a lot to talk about whenever his name comes up. Again, for anyone who might need a little bit of a refresher, Anderson, the number seven overall pick in the 2017 NHL draft, he has had something of a tumultuous relationship with the Rangers, at least in recent times, especially this last calendar year or so. Uh, he actually made the Rangers out of training camp last season, but he had no goals and just one assist in 17 games with the team before he was sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack. And with Hartford, he scored four goals and had one assist in 13 games. Anderson asked the Rangers for a trade in December. He was unhappy with being sent down to the AHL, but instead of trading him, the Rangers in January loaned him to HV71 to play in his native Sweden. Uh, Obviously, the competition in the SHL is not quite on the same level as the NHL, but it is a very competitive league, and nevertheless, he played well when he returned to HV71. He skated in 15 games and had seven goals and five assists. And, you know, it's so hard to know where to begin whenever you're talking about Leah Anderson, because like I said, so much has happened throughout his tenure with the Rangers, really ever since he was drafted. Uh, there were rumors this past season of him being bullied with the Hartford Wolfpack, though that was never confirmed. There were also rumors of Anderson having some anxiety issues, which is not to be taken lightly. I do believe that stuff can be very real. And 
I'm certainly sympathetic to anyone who has anxiety of any kind, whether you're a pro athlete like Leas Anderson or not, but that was never confirmed either. And Anderson did an interview when he went back to Sweden last season, and he was asked about his time with the Rangers, he was asked about his time with the Wolfpack, and he was just very vague with his answers, uh, didn't really confirm nor deny the bullying rumors. If nothing else, like I said, you know, he just had that five-point performance in the SHL, he can at least boost his trade value going forward if he performs well uh, with HV71 during the season. And again, he is on loan right now to HV71, but the Rangers have the right to call him back to the team whenever they so desire. They can either bring him back to the pro roster or they can send him to AHL. But one way or another, the Rangers are going to have to get something out of Leas Anderson, and whether that's actually him developing and coming back to Hartford and or New York and becoming a good player with this franchise, I mean, that's at least possible. Crazier things have definitely happened, but I still think the most likely outcome from all of this is hopefully Anderson continues to play well with HV71 and raises his trade value because you get the feeling that, you know, it's just kind of been one thing after another ever since Leas Anderson was drafted by the Rangers, and you just kind of get the feeling that they might be ready to move on. He did draw some trade interest, but Jeff Gordon was kind of holding out hope that the Rangers might be able to get a first-round draft pick in exchange for Anderson, and I don't really see that happening. Uh, you know, Gordon, again, I think he's done a great job with this franchise and with this rebuild, but he doesn't really have a leg to stand on there, you know, asking for Leas Anderson to fetch a first-round draft pick because what has Leas Anderson done to to warrant that? Again, only nine points in 66 career NHL games, and he hasn't exactly uh, painted himself as someone who's the most reliable player in the franchise when it comes to, you know, how he's handled everything, demanding a trade and then, uh, you know, basically just walking out on the Hartford Wolfpack. The Rangers, of course, loan him to HV71, and he's back with HV71 now for this season, at least the first part of it. But again, you know, I just don't know how, if you're a rival GM, how would you possibly justify giving up a first-round draft pick in exchange for Leah Sanderson? Might as well hang on to that first-round draft pick and draft your own guy, somebody who you have a good feeling about. There's a very good chance you can find somebody in the first round of the NHL draft that you're going to be feeling better about than you would feel about Leah Anderson. But yes, I think it's at least possible that if Leah Anderson continues to play well in the SHL, then maybe it gets to a point where the Rangers can acquire like a third round draft pick or a second round draft pick in exchange for Leas Anderson. That kind of is underwhelming, especially when you consider the fact that Leas Anderson was the number seven overall pick in the 2017 NHL draft. But that might be about all you can expect right now if you're the Rangers. And if that's not good enough for you and you're the Ranger front office, then the other option is to, again, just continue to hang on to Leas Anderson and just hope that he continues to develop. Maybe he turns this thing around. Maybe he ends up going on to have a really nice career with the Rangers where he's at least, you know, a top nine forward, if not a top six forward. Uh, it's certainly possible. And it would be huge because this Ranger rebuild is already going in the right direction, and it's going in the right direction despite the Rangers seemingly just swinging and missing with this pick of Leas Anderson, number seven overall in 2017. Uh, you can't really withstand too many misses like that. If you pick in the top 10 of a draft, you got to hit on that pick. It seems like the Rangers missed, but it's at least possible, again, that maybe everything turns around. Maybe Leas Anderson gets a little bit older. Maybe, uh, you know, he matures a little bit. Maybe the Rangers do a better job of accommodating him and putting him in position to succeed. I know that John Davidson has occasionally been in touch with Leas Anderson, and it's good that he has shown that kind of patience because, again, one way or another, they got to get something out of Leas Anderson, whether that's him going on to become a 
decent to solid to good player with this franchise or just becoming a good enough player and showing enough in the SHL and maybe the AHL where you can trade him to another team and get something of some kind of value in return for Leah Sanderson. It's also worth pointing out that success is definitely not a foreign concept for Leah Sanderson since he's been drafted by the Rangers. Uh, he has played three seasons with the Hartford Wolfpack, appearing in 74 games over those three campaigns. He has 15 goals and 24 assists for a total of 39 points in those 74 games. Do those numbers jump off the page? Does it make you feel like Leah Sanderson must be a top six forward for the Rangers going forward? No and no, but they at least give you hope. It's not like this guy has been completely incapable of producing or putting the puck in the net or dishing out some assists in the AHL. And the other thing I should also mention here is that the Rangers, again, I've talked about this before, but they did not do him any favors this season when Anderson was on the Ranger roster. The 17 games that he played with the team, he only got nine minutes and 32 seconds of ice time per night and literally only played on the fourth line. I don't remember a single game, even a single shift where Leas Anderson was anywhere other than the fourth line for the Rangers. And I know you have to earn a bigger role and you have to earn more playing time and all that good stuff. But, and this is a point that I've made in the past as well. I think the Rangers, in an effort to try to get Leas Anderson going a little bit, they could have at least gotten to the point where they flip-flop him and Brett Howden because at the start of the season, Brett Howden was centering the third line and doing basically nothing, and Leas Anderson was centering the fourth line and doing basically nothing. I really don't think it would have killed the Rangers. The Rangers would have just completely melted down if they had just flip-flopped those two players. Just give Leas Anderson a chance. I mean, why not? Shake things up. You're not really getting much out of either player anyway, so give Leas Anderson, I don't know, a game, two games, maybe three games on the third line. Get him out there with guys who are at least capable of putting the puck in the net. You know, he would have been centering a line, maybe a line, something like, uh, you know, maybe Brennan Lemieux on the left wing and uh, Capo Caco on the right wing. And I know Caco, you know, he underwhelmed a little bit this season. Brennan Lemieux, not really a goal scorer either, but these are guys who are at least capable of putting the puck in the net. What is Leah Sanderson supposed to do when he's out there on the line with Greg McCaig and Michael Haley? I mean, I, even if you're Artemi Panarin, I don't know what you're supposed to do with those two guys. Our, Panarin would probably figure it out. He'd probably figure out a way. But Anderson just was not put in a position to succeed with the Rangers. And again, I know you have to earn the bigger role and everything, but I think they could have at least given him a look on, I don't know, maybe the third line. I think that would have been okay. I don't think the Rangers would have completely fallen apart if he just would have flip-flopped uh, Brett Howden and Leas Anderson for a couple of games there. But bottom line, this is all just a long way of saying that Anderson is definitely off to a good start with HV71, and maybe just maybe all is not lost for his future as a Ranger. I think the most likely long-term outcome here is that he still might end up getting traded by the Rangers, but if he continues to play well overseas, then obviously uh, his trade value will increase. I think if you're a rival GM, this is a good time to kind of try to buy low on Leas Anderson before he really gets it going. And if you're the Rangers, I don't think you want to just give him away for nothing because, you know, you took this guy again, the number seven overall pick in the 2017 NHL draft. I mean, this is a guy who should be on your NHL roster and making a big impact and scoring goals and making guys around him better even. But that has obviously not happened with Leas Anderson. So if you're the Rangers, I think you let him continue to play in the SHL. Hopefully his confidence continues to grow. And then at a certain point, if you feel comfortable with it, bring him back to AHL. Then he's one step away from joining your NHL roster. Again, I, I think a trade might be the most likely scenario. If someone comes knocking and offers a second-round pick for Leas Anderson, if you're the Rangers, I think you have to do it. But we'll see. Maybe they still have 
plans. Maybe the uh, relationship has kind of improved. I know, again, JD has talked to Leas Anderson quite a bit, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Again, if you're the Rangers, I don't think you force a trade right now. I think you have to try to get something out of him, whether that's on your roster or whether that's a decent return in a trade after Anderson improves his own stock by way of his play in the SHL here. Hopefully he just continues to produce because only good things can come as a result of that with the Rangers, whether you decide to hold on to him or whether you decide to move him. And see, this is what always happens whenever we talk about Leas Anderson on this show. There are always a million things to get through. And frankly, I've probably spent too much time on a player with nine total points and 66 career NHL games, but this is just sort of where we're at with Leas Anderson because his every move is under a microscope and it's nice to finally have something positive to talk about with regards to Leas Anderson. That, of course, being his recent five-point performance in the SHL. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. The other big name that we got to talk about here is definitely Vitaly Krasoffen. For anyone who might need a refresher, he was the number nine overall pick by the Rangers in 2018. He's a right winger, 20 years old. He has yet to make his NHL debut, although he was included in the Rangers phase four roster going into the playoffs this year. So it was at least possible. I don't know how likely it ever was, but it was at least possible that we could have seen Krasoff uh, make his NHL debut in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the qualifying round against the Hurricanes, although that obviously did not happen. In 39 games with the Wolfpack this past season, just six goals and nine assists for a total of only 15 points. Uh, he also skated in 11 games with Tractor of the KHL, notching two goals and an assist. And he also played in three games with Chelmet of the VHL, picking up two assists. And in 99 career KHL games, only 14 goals and 17 assists for Kravtsov. I'm sure the Rangers would definitely like to see a little bit of an uptick in production there. But he is off to a good start with Tractor this season. In the most recent game that he played in, he had a goal and led all skaters with six shots on goal. That was on Sunday, and in his first game with Tractor last Thursday, he recorded five shots on goal, uh, eight shot attempts, and logged 16 minutes and 41 seconds of ice time. Krasov has been playing on Tractor's second line at even strength during the first two games of the season, and he also played on Tractor's top power play unit in each of those two games. Despite the low point totals, he has definitely had some success in the KHL. In the 2018-2019 season, he led all KHL players younger than 20 years old in goals with 8, assists with 13, and points with 21. And his 21 points were tied for ninth most by a player in his under-20 season or younger in KHL history. He also made the KHL All-Star Game that season and was named the KHL Rookie of the Year in 2017-2018. And he also picked up 11 points, 6 goals, and 5 assists during the 2018 KHL playoffs, which were the most by a teenager in one playoff year in KHL history. 
And I think if you're the Rangers, you're probably at a point where you'd like to see a little bit more out of Kravtsov, whether it's with the KHL, whether it's with the AHL and the Hartford Wolfpack. But I think it's also good that he's getting a bit more seasoning in the KHL while the Rangers obviously are not playing any hockey. Uh, I think there's a decent chance that we see him make his NHL debut with the Rangers this upcoming season. But it's one of those situations where you would like there to be a plan in place as a fan because you know we don't need another... Leah Sanderson situation. I don't think that Kravtsov playing eight or nine minutes a night on the fourth line is going to be any good for him or his development or for the Rangers or for really anything. So I think at the very least, Kravtsov will be recalled to the Wolfpack at some point for this upcoming season. That's assuming that there even is an AHL season next year, because obviously, uh, you know, once they went on pause, they never ended up completing their season. But I do get the feeling that Kravtsov eventually finds his way onto the Rangers and at least makes his NHL debut next season. And when you've got top-level prospects and guys that you took in the first round, like Kravtsov and Anderson, then I think you want to give them a good amount of rope if and when they make their way to the Rangers next year. Don't call one of them up just to play one game because somebody is dealing with a very minor injury and then send them right back down to the Wolfpack the following day. If you're going to call up Kravtsov or you're going to call up Leah Anderson to the Rangers next season, then you have to be serious about it. You have to commit, and you have to say, yes, Leah Anderson is ready, or yes, Vitaly Kravtsov is ready. You have to give them a decent amount of ice time. You got to let them go out there and stake their claim to becoming a fixture in the Ranger lineup. If you're going to call one of them up and barely let them play and put them on the fourth line with a couple of non-goal scorers, then what's the point? There is no point. And whether or not we see Kravtsov or Anderson next season also depends, obviously, a little bit on what the Rangers do in free agency. You know, how many of their own guys do they bring back? Who else might they target as far as free agents from other teams? We'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, Anderson is a center, and the Rangers are thin at center, and that's especially true if Ryan Strom does not re-sign with the Rangers next season. But even if he does re-sign, I think there's still an opportunity there for Anderson, although that might be a bridge too far. Like we said, you know, there's been a bit of a frosty relationship between the Rangers and Leas Anderson over this past year, so it might be a situation where he still might be a while away from getting called back up to the Rangers. I think maybe he starts next season with the Wolfpack. Again, that's assuming there even is an AHL season, but I think in a perfect world, you put Leas Anderson with the Wolfpack. He's only... 21 years old, so it's not like it's a complete disaster if he doesn't make the Rangers out of training camp next season. And as for Kravtsov, he's a right winger, and the opportunity seems to be his for the taking. I mean, we talked about Jesper Foss not too long ago on this podcast and about how it doesn't seem like he will be back with the Rangers next season. Again, I'm not trying to push Jesper Foss out the door here. I'm just kind of seeing the writing on the wall. He is set to become an unrestricted free agent. You know, the cold hard truth is that as a franchise, whether it's hockey or whatever sport it might be, you just can't keep everybody, and Foss might be a casualty. Uh, he might get a bigger deal with somebody else, but if, if Foss isn't going to be there, that probably results in Capo Caco taking fast spot on the second line, and then maybe Kravtsov gets an opportunity to jump into Caco's old spot on the third line on the right wing. It's certainly possible. Maybe Kravtsov even a dark horse to make the Rangers out of training camp next season. It might depend on how he continues to perform overseas and how he does, obviously, in training camp this season. Uh, nothing's going to be handed to either Kravtsov or Leas Anderson, but as we have seen in the past, if you play well enough, this franchise will give you an opportunity, and that's true whether you were a first-round draft pick, a six-round draft pick, a random throw-in player in a trade. Uh, the Rangers will give you the chance if they feel you've earned it, and that's what Kravtsov and Anderson are going to have to do if they want to make the Rangers opening night roster next season or get the call-up at some point during the campaign because I don't think either is going to quite make the opening night roster. I think probably Kravtsov has a better chance than Anderson. And with Anderson, 
the way things have gone, really ever since the Rangers have drafted him, it could go one of about a million different ways. I'm not too sure that we see him on the Rangers at all next season, but with Krasov, yeah, I think at some point he's going to make his Ranger debut in 2020-2021. Again, just 20 years old, but the Rangers have not been shy about playing their young guys. It's a little bit of trial by fire, and at some point, you know, when you take someone with a top 10 overall pick, you've got to find out what you've got. And the only way to do that is to sooner or later put Krasov on the Ranger roster and hopefully in a top nine role. We don't want, again, a repeat of Leas Anderson where he's just out there for eight or nine minutes a night on the fourth line with guys who can't score. If Krasov is going to be on the Rangers, then put him in a top nine role. Give him an opportunity to be out there with guys who are capable of putting the puck in the net. I think that's best for Krasov, really best for everyone involved. And we'll just have to wait and see uh, how it shakes out with Anderson and with Krasov next season. Like I said, I think Krasov has the better opportunity between the two players of seeing significant time with the Rangers next season. So I figure we'll wrap up today's episode by talking a little bit more about a couple more of these prospects that the Rangers have playing overseas, and then we'll complete the list in tomorrow's episode. And in tomorrow's episode, we're also going to get into a couple of the minor league free agents that the Rangers have going into this offseason. So we'll get into that tomorrow as well. But to round up today, uh, let's also talk a little bit about Nils Lundqvist. And again, for anyone who needs a refresher, 20-year-old defenseman with the Rangers, taken in the first round, number 28 overall by the Rangers in 2018, one of three first-round draft picks for the Rangers that season. He is playing with Lulia HF of the Swedish Hockey League as we speak. Last season, the SHL with Lulia, Lundqvist had 11 goals and 20 assists for a total of 31 points in 45 games. Uh, Lundqvist, 20 assists and 31 points were the most by an SHL defenseman in his under-20 season or younger in in league history. He was one of only two SHL players who registered 30 or more points and a plus 18 rating or better last season. And this is another one of those two-way defensemen that the Rangers have sort of stockpiled over the last few years. Obviously, there's certain guys on the NHL roster that fit that description. You've got Tony D'Angelo, you've got Jacob Truba, you've got Adam Fox, then you've also got guys like Nils Lundqvist here, as well as Ke'Andre Miller. So the Rangers really seem to have an affinity for picking up these two-way defensemen, these offensive-minded defensemen, and Nils Lundqvist yet another one here. And he's back with Lulia this season. He had an assist in his team's first preseason game last Thursday. He also tied for the fifth-best plus-minus rating in the SHL last season and helped Lulia uh, post the best record in the league. And something else that's definitely noteworthy here is just the uptick in points for Lundqvist because we just got done talking about his point totals from this past season. 11 goals and 20 assists in 45 games. The year before, he had only 3 goals and 7 assists in 41 games. And I know points aren't the end-all, be-all, especially with defensemen, but to go from 10 points to 31 points from one season to the next is obviously an enormous improvement. He has also become a key contributor on the power play. And also of note, uh, Lundqvist played on Sweden's World Juniors team this past year. He had 1 goal and 7 assists in 7 games to help them win the bronze medal. So obviously coming through in some big uh, high-pressure games there as well. And we'll just have to wait and see what the Rangers' plan will be as far as when he makes his debut with the Blue Shirts. I mean, maybe at some point you see him in the AHL, he gets a little bit more seasoning there, and then eventually jumps up to the Rangers. But the Rangers have big, big plans in place for Nils Lundqvist. And again, just another one of those exciting two-way defensemen that you really like to see in action. And He's really done a great job on both sides of the rink by all accounts, so fingers crossed that he continues to develop, continues to have a great season here in the SHL, and eventually uh, makes his way to the Rangers and becomes a key contributor for them as well. 
And I think we got enough time left here today to talk about one more prospect who is playing overseas for the Rangers. And why don't we make that Carl Henriksen? He's a 19-year-old center. The Rangers took him in the second round of the 2019 NHL draft. He went number 58 overall, and he rejoined Frölunda of the SHL after playing in two preseason games with Sweden's U-20 national team during the final week of August. During those two games, he wore the C as Sweden's captain, had one goal and one assist in those two contests, and then in three preseason games thus far with Frölunda, he has one goal and one assist, and he has played on the team's top line in all three games. Uh, last year with Frölunda's J20 team, he racked up six goals and 35 assists in just 27 games, tying him for third in the league in helpers. He also chipped in with a goal and two assists during the World Junior Championship tournament while helping Sweden win the bronze medal. And the guy is just an assist machine. In 77 career games with Frölunda's J20 team, he has 19 goals and 71 assists for a total of 90 points. So yes, 90 points in 77 career games. That's 1.17 points per game. And given his age and the fact that there might be a few people ahead of him, I'm not so sure we're going to see Henriksen uh, suit up this year for the Rangers, but you never know. Uh, as we've seen in the past, players can kind of force the issue. And the Rangers took him in the second round for a reason. And at some point, second round draft picks are typically going to see the NHL ice and be given a chance. And Henriksen uh, certainly does not seem to be any exception to that rule. Again, just a complete assist machine. And you just keep your fingers crossed that he continues to develop overseas. Henriksen is a little bit undersized. The Rangers have him listed at five foot nine and 176 pounds. But he has gained a reputation from most scouts as a solid defender as well. But that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to get into with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.